Guys, I appreciate so much everyone that's come out tonight. I'm excited to be here. Like you said, much of my family is here. I would consider all of you in a sense family. Um, a lot of you I, I miss almost every single day. I miss Miss Cossie all the time, you know, and there are just some folks that just mark you for life, and that's one of those relationships. So I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to get to minister to you, and I am especially pumped about preaching and talking about the Holy Spirit because I love him. I love him, and I'm all about him. I mean, you can't do, you can't do faith without the Holy Spirit. You cannot do the faith walk without him. And there's no part of my life that's not a faith walk. My faith and my life can't be separate. But it all has to be part of one cohesive thing. And that's just the supernatural work of God in me. And the same for you as a Christian. That's what life is all about. And sometimes we minimize it. And sometimes we kind of mystify, if that's a word, it to where it seems like either something boring or something untouchable. But that's where the glory of the Holy Spirit shows up in our life and says, you know what, I've got something for you and I need you to realize it. And we saw this in reality just this week because we held um, revival with, with another one of our pastors from days gone by. And one of the coolest things that I've ever seen happen, happened. And it was that we did not have kids church. That wasn't the cool thing. That was kind of frustrating at times. But we didn't have kids church. All the kids are in the sanctuary with us. And they were just little ringtail tutors. So I think a few times some parents dropped busloads of kids off and left. I mean, I didn't, I could not find their mama. I wanted to go say, where's your mama? I'm fixing it. Did she go to McDonald's? Because I'm going to get her. But, but we have all these kids, they're ornery things. And they end up somehow in altars. It gets squished up and they all get up there because they don't know any better. Thank God. And they began this week without one person laying their hands on them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was the coolest thing that I've ever seen. I mean, you know, I'm walking by working the altars and I see this kid and I'm like, that boy's speaking in tongues, you know, and I lean in closer and I think he's from the UPC church normally. So I just think maybe he's already got a good dose. He came up to me after church and said, pastor, the coolest thing happened. I got my prayer language tonight for the first time ever. We started watching for it and God was just pouring out his spirit and seeing something like that reminds me that the Holy Spirit is not this intangible thing, but he is the very nature of God and he desires not just to pour himself out on the super spiritual or the deepest ones or the most religious but to pour his spirit out on all flesh. And you don't have to be deep because God is deep. And you don't have to be quote unquote spiritual because he is the very spirit that we need to bear witness with our own. And you don't have to work yourself up to, in, um, to, up to some kind of fervor, but rather you go to God and say, you know what? I want your spirit, God. I want what you got. You give it to me. And he will pour it out. And that's the simplicity of the spirit. Now, I can't stop preaching right there. That's, that can't be all, right? So let's go to the Word. And in true Pastor Brown fashion, I'd like to ask you to stand to honor the reading of the Word. So we're going to go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 is my most favorite chapter in the whole Bible. If, if it's the very first chapter you ever read, you could be very confused. But after you've walked with the Holy Spirit for a while and you've walked with Him for a while, then you get on this and you just think, yes. Yes, I know what they're talking about. And in the first seven verses, it's good stuff about the law of the Spirit and the liberty and, and the walk of the Spirit and the mind of the Spirit and the life. But let's go on down to Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. I'm going to skip around just a bit. But it says, you are not in the flesh, 
but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. It's a big deal. It's important. And then verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. For, and we sang about it. We liked it. That's our jam, right? For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And I just want to skip down and read two more verses. Start with verse 26. Likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Bow your heads with me as I pray. God, we thank you for the opportunity to delve deeper into your word, and I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would come, that you would anoint this vessel, that you would anoint this people, that you would anoint this time. Thank you for the promise that you will pour pour it out on all flesh and that we will see your glory, Father. And I pray right now that we can receive truly that spirit of sonship by which we can cry out to you, Daddy God, and you will pour out on us an inheritance. And I ask in faith that this people could receive that word and that we would see it done. Let it be so in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And you can be seated. We'll get right into the word. I love how God works in us by the power of his spirit to carry us through a process of becoming, Dr. Brassville, this might sound like your book because I I had to read Pilgrimage to Pentecost again uh, because I knew I was following him and I wanted to sound smarter than I am. So I read read some Dr. B. I, I read that book again and I love it. But it's that journey and that process of becoming who he intended for us to be. That's our God designed identity and that's that's the purpose of the holy spirit in your life that's the real deal work that you get to see every single day when you walk by the spirit and you just like i can can see many frustrated christians that are having this crisis and this struggle internally and sometimes even externally we see it in our culture today with gender confusion we see it with people that want to change the very basis of who they are and what is going on right there is that the spiritual struggle inside of them has not been won yet because they haven't surrendered and submitted but we can come to a place of knowing of perceiving and submitting where we finally get to a place where we get this not by our own mind and our own understanding but by the power of the spirit and we understand it and we walk in our God designed identity and when you make that journey when you walk that journey and when you move past that just being aligned and being made right with God to being assigned and being given a purpose from God then not only do you feel the need to walk in the spirit but you get in a moment where he comes upon you and you do a work that nevertheless you could not have done on your own and you can ask Pastor Brown last night at 10 30 he's talking to a hysterical woman on the phone and it was me I don't know if you could have called me a handmaiden of the Lord at that moment in fact I refused the phone for a second because I didn't want to talk to him not to him but to Jordan I'm like no don't make me talk to Pastor Brown no I'm not ready 
you know, and he, and he preaches to me and he says, the Holy Spirit's in you and it's got to rise up in you and you've got to walk and live by the Spirit. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. My mind's not always right. My heart's not always settled. My heart is deceitful. But yet I can find that his Spirit will come upon me. His Spirit will rise up in me and in the deepest grief, in the craziest chaos, in utter madness, I can be the vessel and the daughter of the Lord that accomplishes his purpose and that's where we're at and there are really three things that happen three main things that happen and I want to talk about those three things and you you might not be expecting them and it does just come down to a a simple yet wonderful thing that's how God is he 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 made himself simplistic enough by carrying on the likeness of a sinful flesh that we could open our arms up to accept him but at the same time he didn't change one thing about his nature and he didn't change one depth of his spirit but yet he gave us the ability by removing that sin wall and that sin curse to open ourselves up to the depths and the wonderful nature of God and to be able to walk walk through a day where we can say you know what the world isn't so glorious But God is glorious and he is carrying me from glory to glory and I will live in it by spirit. And that's what Romans chapter 8 is about. And the first thing that he does, at least in my sermon, it may not be the very first most initial thing that he does, but the one I want to talk to you about tonight is that he bears witness with our spirit that we are his children. That's what it said in Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And I love it. We've got a girl in our youth group, 13 years old. Her name's Paige. Sometimes she lives in a house without a door. She always lives in a house without heat, air, running water, or electricity. That's bothersome to us, very bothersome to us. But we pick her up on the bus, and we take her places, and we buy her stuff. And any one of you would do the same thing. We buy her things. We bought her the first snow cone that she had ever eaten, and she was shocked. And it was one of those things where the first time, Paige, you want a snow cone? Uh, No, that's all right. I'm fine. Come on, Paige. You know you want a snow cone. (sighs) All right, I guess. You know, this is a snow cone. This is awesome. That's that point where you feel about this big, by the way. She's like, I've never had a snow cone. This is awesome. And you realize that we need her to know what it's like to have somebody to take care of her. And God in the same way says, I need you to know. I need you to know and you can't know with your knower because your knower is is insufficient. So instead what I'm going to do is put my spirit in you and then you can understand. Just like in that, the the simple analogy of I went and bought Paige a snow cone, not because I felt like she might die if she didn't have the snow cone, but I needed her to understand in that experiential sense that she was taken care of, at least for this moment. Now God's isn't a momentary thing, but it is a moment by moment, lifetime kind of thing where he says I want you to know that you are my child so I am going to send my spirit so that you can wake up in the morning and say oh my I am a child of God that's why we get our shout on during that song you split the sea so I could walk right through it my fears are drowned in perfect love you rescued me so I could stand and sing I am a child of God. If you understand you're a child of God, he's already done a miracle tonight. That is a miraculous and a glorious work if you can understand it. And if you don't understand it right now, 
The Spirit is here. He is here tonight to bear witness to you, to buy you something, so to speak, and say, I want you to know what it feels like for somebody to take care of you. That's the God that I know and that's the God that I serve. And that's how he bears witness with your spirit. It sounds very mystical, doesn't it? It sounds very untouchable, doesn't it? And for some folks that haven't grown up in much of a church culture at all, they can accept it pretty easily, believe it or not. Give me somebody that ain't never been to church and they'll be down here snotting in the altars in a heartbeat. But then if you give us somebody that knows a little bit, and has decided that the spirit is something that we've already created a box for. And I don't know that he does that. I don't want to get into anything weird. Then they may not be willing to do it. I'm telling you right now, take the limits off of what you've decided that God can do. And just decide that God can do whatever he wants. And this will be the first thing he does. And then all the good stuff comes. Then all the good stuff comes. The security comes just with knowing you're a child of God. But there is, there is more better you know, as they say, to come. So let's look secondly at what he does. Not only do we through the spirit have his divine declaration over our life as his children. He says, you're mine, you're mine, you're mine. And then by the way, when fear comes in, fear doesn't get to stay. Fear comes in too. It comes in. It showed up in my house last night, but it doesn't get to stay because daddy God shows up and says, you can't stay. I run this house and you can't stay. And I love that about my daddy God, that I have his divine declaration, but I also have his divine discernment. He changes our minds. We need it. We need it. Some of you, some of you say, I change my mind all the time. I don't think I need that. You know, especially, especially if you are a little bit like my mother, mom, I can just, I can pick on you for just a little bit. If you ever go shopping with her, Deanna can testify, we can spend 30 minutes in the shampoo aisle. I don't even want to go. I try to rush her past the shampoo aisle. I know what she's going to pick. She's going to pick Pantene Pro-V, sheer volume. I, I could tell you exactly what it looks like. I could almost tell you the barcode number. It is the same shampoo that she has used for the entire life. Sometimes she switches to Dove. She did. She got crazy for a while. She got nuts for just a little bit and switched to Dove. But other than that, I know exactly what she's going to pick. But she's going to sit there for forever just checking out the options in case she might want to change her mind maybe that's your nature where you like to take the liberty of changing your mind I'm not talking about that I'm not talking about about what kind of food you want to eat for supper or what color you want your hair to be or any of that he changes our mind first of all about the first thing about how you're his children but then about how to pray how to talk to God do you really think that with your mind you can talk to God but yet with the mind of the spirit, we engage heaven? Yes, the Bible says so. It says in Romans chapter eight and verse 26, we just read it, that the spirit helps in our weakness and we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. He searches, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of Christ or the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according, according, according to the will of God. There are times when there are greater things that you need to grasp and you just can't. And I'll tell you what, if you spend a little bit of time listening in to the greater things, then you really cannot be satisfied with praying in the flesh because praying in the spirit is a whole lot more interesting. We, we are young, but uh, we did grow up in the days of the party line. I don't know if, if you all have experienced the party line, but you pick the telephone up and if you got a neighbor that is busy enough, you can hear them talking all the time. 
And that is the most curious thing to a child. I remember one time Deanna listened one too many times and that neighbor said, get off the phone, young lady. I'm not talking to you. You know, she hung it up real quick. Vowed secretly to never tell our mother or father that we had been listening in on the party line conversation. Now, they never talked about anything interesting. We just listened because it was a curious thing that we could hear two other, now now we've got FaceTime and Skype and all that cool stuff and you can talk to 50 people at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what, Gracie? It wasn't always that way. It was, there was one time when it was miraculous when we could hear th- two people speak, speaking at once when we were still listening on the other end. And so I remember that curiosity and it reminds me of the curiosity that I see in my own children. Carly at this point in time, she got curious about what was going on at the revival. She browsed. She did, she did the rubberneck, alter rubberneck thing a few times. This thing right here. Then she pretended to get a tissue. Then she walked back, did this thing right here, and eyeballed them. And then she said, Mom, how old you got to be to get the Holy Spirit? And that's the time when you're like, oh, Lord, yes. You can have it right now, child. You can, Lord, send it. Send it on down. Send it on. It's not really send it, by the way. It's send him. That song bugs me. But, but you know, it's just that teaching moment where, yes, yes. Do you know why? Because she realized at the age of seven that there is something that I don't know, but God can tell me. And I'll never be able to articulate, but God will explain to me in my spirit. I can't explain the work of the Spirit, but I can tell you that I know the work of the Spirit, that I feel it, that I experience it, and that He changes my mind. He changed my mind last night. He changed my mind this morning. He changed my mind before I got up here to preach, and I'm going to need Him to change my mind before I go to sleep tonight because I'm walking through a fire right now. I am walking through a trial right now, but I have the mind of Christ, and I know not how I ought to pray, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for me with groanings which cannot be uttered and that's because the greater things of God cannot be spoken by the mere words of man therefore we have the Holy Spirit and he will speak through us yeah and that's exciting I'm sorry Jordan told me I might be a more aggressive preacher than I used to be I don't know if you're picking up on that but after you preach you know about you know a while then you just get wound up maybe if you are me you know and in 1 Corinthians, it says, and this is another verse about just the thoughts and the mind of Christ, that the natural man in chapter 2 and verse 14 doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things and is rightly judged by no one, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. The same mind, you might say, God, you're going to have to convince me well you know what I remember a time when Jesus was in the garden and he said take this cup if it's your will and it wasn't and he went ahead and walked to the cross and he went ahead and won a victory that was a hard hard battle something that we'll never understand at least not on this side of eternity 
And that in that same way, that same spirit will convince you to do the hard things. And that same spirit will will you to do the right thing and the hard thing. And the thing that brings you from glory to glory. And I encourage you, if you're walking in frustration this tonight and you think, I need God to change my mind. I need his divine discernment. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you in a greater way. And the good news for you is that it's not hard. You just ask him and you wait and you wait. Don't just settle for that temporary patch. You can just get a good God thought. God thoughts are awesome. I love God thoughts. You can get a God thought by listening to a sermon and you can get a God thought even by just opening up the word and looking at it. But there is a difference between that glimpse of a God thought and the mind of Christ that he comes in and he performs a surgery and he does a precise work and you get up from that moment with God, not only with a good thought in your head or some sort of, some sort of kind of memento, but rather you say, you know what? I have the mind of Christ and I believe that he will carry out the will of God and his purposes in my life, not according to my own intuition, not according to my own idea, but his own perfect purpose and will. And that's because through the spirit we have not only his divine declaration, but his divine discernment. And then finally, this is my favorite one. I know you probably thought the other ones were my favorite. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. He gives us his divine persuasion through the power of his spirit. And this is the part where he comes in and, and kind of punches those principalities and powers in the face. That's why it's fun. His, his persuasion, the Holy Spirit, our persuader, comes in for our good and for the enemy's downfall. And that's fun. That's fun to watch the divine persuasion of God come in and begin just to cast down every argument that presents itself against the knowledge of God. And it says in Romans 8 and 37, and I haven't read this verse yet, but you know it well probably. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, not just I think or I hope, I am persuaded. He's already told me and made me to believe it. I haven't been. I haven't been through through the, the sting of death just yet. But I know that neither life nor death is going to take or any other created thing. Height, depth, any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I skipped. I'm sorry. Death, life, angels, principalities, and powers, present, or things to come. He persuades us that he is going to take dominion over it. And I know it. I know it in this moment. I remember a time when my children were, were smaller than they are now. They're still fairly small. But Jace has never been a baby. He, he, he just instantly had to get on steroids. And so he was just like this little hulk at, at the age of toddlerdom, if that's a word. And some of you may remember that child, just this square little Lego thing walking around. That's what he was. He was a Lego baby. I mean, just complete, just square. And Rustin at that time was the big dog in the house. And so he's always walking by and punched to the face, kicked to the face, sweeping the legs out from under him. You know, until Jace got a little like gross motor going on and he was able to fight back. And one day my steroid baby Jace picked up one of his daddy's 25 pound weights. And I know that that's not that impressive for a Jorn, but for a Jace, whoo, he picked it up, just tossed it across the room. And Rustin watched the whole thing go down. And he looked at Jordan and he said, I will never, never hurt him again. <laughs> and it is because he saw Jace flex a little muscle. I am persuaded 
because I saw the Holy Spirit show up. And he's got some guns. Sun's out, guns out, you bet, for the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sun's out, guns out. Yeah, for sure. And so he flexed the muscle, and he showed me, and he gave me divine persuasion. And not just me, by the way, but the enemy that came in like a flood. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, then the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and say, My standard says that neither life nor death nor principalities nor things to come. I can't even make all the lists right now. I'm so fired up. That's what it is, right? But you know, it tells me that he left death in the grave, that he is the giver of life, that he is the God of the angel armies, that the principalities and the powers are going to tremble in his presence. He's with me in the present and he's gone to my future. He told the heights where to reach. He told the depths where to sink. He is the Lord of all creation and his spirit establishes dominion of him, the creator God in my life. And that is a good thing for me, a good day for me today when I can come to that persuasion. So not only do we need for him to bear witness that we're his children and for us to have a divine declaration, not only do we need for him to change our minds and give us that divine discernment, but we also need to see the established preeminence of God, creator God, in our life and have that, and have that divine persuasion, per, discernment, persuasion, and declaration. And if the worship team would come on up with me, I know that was probably quick preaching. That's all right, because I want to pray a lot. I want to pray a lot. We have spent a lot of time in prayer this week. And we, and we have seen the Spirit of God take a dad that wouldn't take his child to church for anything. We have picked this girl up on the church bus for four years. Four years we've picked Jersey up. I love her. She's my baby. I mean, I've been to camp with her. This will be our fourth year to go to camp with Jersey. I've seen her seek the heart of God. I've seen her cry so many tears over her daddy. And then he comes in the Sunday before Easter. And when you give the altar call, you know, and you just want to see that hand go up. You don't, you, don't care. you don't care about anybody else in that room in that moment. You just need to see the hand go up. And it does. Yes, God. Yes, God. Then he does you one better. He gets up to the altar. This is a big giant of a man. And he says, God, change my mind about you. Change my heart towards you. Change my heart towards my kids. He's praying out loud. He's praying out loud. And every one of us is looking like, oh, yeah, 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 God. And he told us from that day on, he said, I have had joy like I have never had before. I have had a confidence like I have never had before. I can sleep like I have never slept before because the Holy Spirit showed me something. It showed me something. And that's what the purpose and the work of the Spirit is for, for you tonight. And I would encourage you, if you're not full of the Spirit, if it has not fully come upon you, and I know that Dr. Brassville probably has already done a lot of teaching about that. I've just, I've seen, I've watched it a lot this week. Folks that have been seeking the power of the Spirit with the manifestation of a personal prayer language because you want, you want to talk about knowing that Daddy God is Daddy God. When you're talking just between you and Him and when you begin to feel that rising up within you, I'll tell you what, 
Pastor Brown talked for a real long time and he told me to pray in the spirit and uh, no offense to you because your word to me was awesome and great and I needed it and it was timely. But when I got in my prayer closet and the Holy Spirit began to pray through me, then my mind was changed. I wasn't moving until the Holy Spirit began to pray through me. Then my mind was changed. Then my heart was changed. And then I was persuaded in a way that I could not have been persuaded by mere human efforts or even by my own prayers. I probably could have sat in that prayer closet for hours and said, God, change me. But there was something more that I cannot articulate to you on this side of eternity. And God could say it through me and in me. And I could ask Daddy God for exactly what I needed and he could come in and do it with precision. And that's the place that we're at today. And this morning, if you would stand with me, I want to do this altar call a little bit different because I feel like there are some of you that might be struggling with a very specific thing. And God is a specific God. And sometimes that one step of faith, the dam breaks right then. That one step of faith, and you can begin even then to experience the, the work of God and the work of the Spirit like you wouldn't have if you had not made that acknowledgement because you have extended your own heart in submission to Him. And if you would say this morning, you know, I'm at that place where it is hard for me to believe that I'm His child. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, your own dynamics at home were strange. Maybe they were, maybe they were strained. I mean, maybe they were strange. I don't know. You know, strained. Maybe they were difficult and you haven't ever seen that healthy thing. Or maybe it's just, you cannot believe it. You can't because it's good. I can't believe it either. That's why I need him. And you would say, I need him to bear witness in me that I'm his child. Then I want you to go ahead and come up. We're not going to bow our heads right now. God's got work to do. We're going to get right to it. If you'd say, I want to be persuaded that I'm a child of God. I need that persuasion. I'm struggling with that. Then I want you to just come and stand in the front. If that's not you yet, that's fine. We're all going to get up here eventually. I'll give a reason. I'm mean, If you're pinky toe, we'll go down to everything. I'll cover everything if I need you to get y'all up here. I don't know. We can, we can at least get to blessing in the finances and we will all be here, right? And you say, you know what? I need to know that I am a child of God. Get up here. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. I don't have experience, as much experience in pastoring or, or, or theology, but I'll tell you what. I do know him. And I do, and I do love him, and I do love you. And I like to pray for people, and I want to do it. And if that's not you, maybe you say, you know what? It's, that's not it, but there's a situation where I need to see his dominion in my life. I need to see him take authority. I'm struggling with this thing and I want to see his dominion and I want to see his authority in my life. Then I want you to get up here. I'm going to pray for you. And you say, I want the authority of God. I want the dominion established. And your church family is going to surround you and pray with you as well. And if church family, if you come and help me, just, just come and help me pray. And I'll be down there in just a minute. Maybe you say, I want to see the dominion and the authority of God in my life. Or maybe you say, I need God to change my mind. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with fear. I struggle with worry. You know what the psalmist said? He will perfect all that concerneth thee. And I promise you that you don't have to lay down your head tonight with a fear or an anxiety weighing on you. But it can be lifted by the power of the Spirit. And you can walk in security.